Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OT's Get Paid podcast. And yes, this is a mini-app, our Get Paid Perks episode. As you know by now, each week in the OT's Get Paid Facebook group, we offer bonus content and training in the topics around marketing, sales, finances, operations, teams, and money mindset. Once again, I remind you that these trainings are done in the Facebook group. They're not done in Studio C. They have a different audio quality, a different overall tone than our regular podcast episodes. You may hear me mention some things like put a like in the chat or here's, you know, the visual model that you can be looking at now. Some of those things are going are not going to be as relevant to a podcast. However, this is what the Get Paid Perks episode are all about. Hey, It's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club Mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will 
connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid. This is a good one to prepare you for attending the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live, November 12th to 14th, 2021. Laura Park Figaro and I cannot wait to see you there. So let's dive in. Hello. Um, I hope you are all well. I saw a post by Karen Randall. Hello, Karen. Um, And she was asking about discovery calls. So I thought I would jump on and give a chat. Sometimes, most of the time, we're going to try to stick to content that is relevant to what we're talking about on the podcast. And other times we jump around a little bit. And I had a lot to say on discovery calls. So I thought I would answer Karen's question here as opposed to writing out a whole bit. I will say that season two of the podcast, which will start probably in the fall, is going to be all about sales and marketing. As you know, season one of the podcast and OTs Get Paid is about revenue and pricing. So we're jumping around a little bit, but nonetheless, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. It allows the algorithm to bump it up so that others can see it. And if you leave a review, I will give you a shout out. I'll choose somebody to shout out on the air. And that also allows people to see us. People have resonated a lot with it. Okay. So Karen asks three questions. She asks, how do you screen pre-screen on a discovery call? I'm looking at my notes here again. Um, How do you not give away too much on a discovery call? And how do you keep it to 15 minutes? These are wonderful questions. Is there a script for discovery calls? Yes. Are there different ways to do discovery calls? Absolutely. I'm going to give you kind of a hybrid of what I was taught and then some of the more research I've done on my own. But let's talk about screening for the first minute. So how do you qualify or you get that, you know, ideal customer in front of you? And that's really the difference between a cold lead and a warm lead. So the warmer you can make your lead without it taking any of your time, you want to automate, delegate, or delete my coaching clients have heard me say this many times, as much as you can, how can we automate some of that warming up bit for pre-qualification or screening for the right person? And that can be done in any number of ways. So when I had my bricks and mortar clinic, we had a YouTube channel, we had a Pinterest page, we had a website, um, we had social media. And I was able to get ahead of a lot of the questions that I heard people ask me again and again in those formats. So for example, people would often say, hey, can I come in for a tour? We'd say, no, that's not going to work for us. But then we put a tour of the clinic on YouTube. People would say, can I please meet a therapist first before we choose? No, but we had beautiful photos online. It was our second most visited page after our homepage and really great Um, descriptions of clients or pardon me of our staff so that by the time people were ready to buy for us and we said oh yes you know Daphne's going to be your therapist they'd be like oh we saw Daphne's photo online so all these things you can do to get ahead of your client objections your client questions that will really help pre-screen them and if 
when you're talking to them, you can ask, have you seen X, Y, and Z? And if they haven't, you can even direct them to do that, or you can pre-qualify them in a questionnaire. So at times you're going to just pick up the phone when it rings. Could you also then pre-qualify for a form? I don't know what's best for your audience. You're going to have to decide that. Pre-qualifying through a form, we did at the Bricks and Mortar Clinic, and I've seen a lot of people do that with a contact button or a book request an assessment or get in touch. Uh, that's one way of using a form. For my consulting business, we have a you know pre-screen, pre-qualifier with a few questions, not too many, of Um, engagement about business coaching and what their goals are before they get on the phone with me. So again, these are ways of warming up those leads rather than converting them from dead cold. If you have any ideas and other ideas that I haven't mentioned, I'd love you guys to tag them in the comments because then we can share with other people. So that's the first thing for part of your question, Karen, about the screening. The second thing is we want to be able to pre-frame our discovery calls. And that's kind of a second screen that happens in the call. Um, You'll notice I did it at the beginning of this video. I created safety and I built rapport by telling you what I was going to cover, telling you how long what I was going to cover. And if you were in front of me, I'd ask you permission. I'd say, how does that sound for our agenda for today? And we know about safety and security as being the most important part of the pyramid or Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that just creates that safety. And the person's not on edge all the time that you're going to sell them. And they know that they're going to be heard. You want to create curiosity with as many of your questions as you can. Again, I constantly come back to promise, process, and price. But again, we often jump into the process and the price of anything when we're in any kind of sales capacity, whether it's a discovery call like Karen was asking about or a sales page or whatever. And you really want to get to the promise first, which is what is the pain point of your client and what are they experiencing? Okay. So ask some questions that lead them to hire you and balance the having them tell you all sorts of stories. Here's where I'm still refining things. If we ask, we're helpers by nature and we're question askers by nature as OTs. And if we ask them too many questions or have them say too much, if there's almost too much dialogue, it creates a certain amount of overwhelm. And I know that we've all felt it when we kind of get into that tipping point. And if somebody says, I need to think about it, in all likelihood, we haven't controlled for that scenario very well, and they have left with overwhelm. That's part of answering part three of your question, Karen, with how do you keep it to 15 minutes? You keep it to 15 minutes with a lot of planning and a lot of practice. And I have to say, this is a bit like people in glass houses throwing stone because I don't keep anything to 15 minutes. So that's the toughest part for me. And I know the toughest part for others. And we can get into like specific scripts a bit later. And I'll definitely try to get into it in the podcast. But we really want to ask the right questions in the promise section, not the process section and not the price section of an offer, because we want to make sure right away if we're the right person for them. And if they tell us their whole life story, and then we realize time has gone by, we've created a bunch of overwhelm, we know we're not the right fit. We've lost that staircase, that step-by-step method that creates safety and security for everybody. And whoosh, our time is gone. And you know we don't get that person to take our services if we think they should, or we haven't given them a referral in a good amount of time. So Karen, you also asked, how do we not give away too much? I have read two different things about this, and I'm really curious what others feel. So I was taught originally about the theory of reciprocity in sales. 
And the theory of reciprocity that I learned about originally in discovery calls was, I'll give you a little bit of coaching and then we'll see if we're a good fit. That's what I was taught for at least for the first year, 18 months that I did business. And that has its place. I'm torn because, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the best strategy is. I'm just telling you the two that I know, and you can take your pick. I have now learned from other specific salespeople that we don't want to share too much information right away or do too much coaching right away. How do we not give away too much, as Karen says? Because then they take what they need and they don't come back. I know that there's times where I've given parents a smidge. Like, you know, if I were me, I would want your child to be working on X, Y, and they say, great, we'll work on that. And then when can you get us in? And that's very, very helpful. We actually used to have a Trello board that had a list of resources that parents, if they were like, oh, it's too expensive or we can't, we're going away, we can't come till the summer or we're on your wait list. I would say here, if you have a feeding issue, here's my top resource for you for feeding or my top three. So you feel that you're being supported. And in a way that feels incredibly ethical to me as a therapist. So there's a balance. I don't want to it's not a game. I don't want to leave people not being helped. And yet there is a significant school of thought um, that says, if we give away too much of our expertise, they don't need to hire us. So the metaphor that I was taught was, we're such experts in what we know that we think we're giving them one grain of sand. We think we're giving one grain of sand to our potential client by saying, oh, well, do you give them an option to play with their food? Again, I'm not a feeding expert by any stretch, okay? And all of a sudden, that grain of sand has allowed, has taken them into a place where they don't need to hire you anymore because they didn't even know there was a beach. So again, that requires us to make sure that we're only asking questions that direct the person to hiring us. Cheryl says, I remember hearing to give away the what and then make them pay for the how. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that. And it's catchy and it's a good summary. So I still think there's a place where you're going to find you're going to find the sweet spot for yourself and your personality in selling and for your clientele. So don't be afraid to make a few mistakes. I mean, that's just an entrepreneur in general, isn't it? Um, so what I wanted to address today in Karen's question was her questions on discovery calls, which was how do you pre-screen? How do you not give away too much? And how do you keep it 15 minutes? Um, I'm just one person with one tablet <laughs> sitting in front of you today. Uh, so I would really welcome anybody's expertise in how they do this in their businesses. If it's a service, if it's a product, um, you know, again, Karen's questions were about discovery calls in particular, but if you have any uh, insight into sales pages and if you have any questions and then we can create a dialogue here because I think it's a really, really great topic. I've did, but as I said, I've dedicated all of season two to sales and marketing because we can do such a deep dive and sales in particular has become a real interest of mine. Kind of like where for the same reason about talking about getting paid and what is our worth as OTs almost being a bit of a taboo topic. Sales and OT feel, I hear it again and again, feel like oil and water. And I'm constantly saying that OTs should be the best salespeople in the world. Because sales is a conversation that allows us to help people solve their pain points. And that's literally what we do for a living. I keep saying we don't sell widgets, right? We don't sell the tips of shoelaces. We actually solve people's problems. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. 
We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. Hey.